Good morning, John. Good morning, Sean. So I heard a story on NPR. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they love to hear people say that. Uh, the story was about devious licks, and we, we promised this episode to our, you know, our, our listeners who are paying attention to these things. Yes. And one of the comments in it that, as oftentimes happens with NPR, I get like good information, and then I get annoyed by some comment <laughs> that they, they just kind of throw in there. And they just kind of throw in this comment about uh, devious licks and how certainly it'll stop being a thing now that peop- adults are talking about it on NPR. And uh, I thought that was amusing and also... Uh, maybe it's worth pointing out that uh, uh, well here why don't you explain devious licks and then uh, yeah you can talk about your problems with yeah I'll talk to you about my problems yeah Yeah. okay so devious licks is this uh, online phenomenon on social media it's a, a viral kind of challenge along the lines of those viral challenges and where young people students, I guess probably mostly middle school, high school, and some college students maybe who haven't really matured (laughs) that much, (laughs) Uh, they will vandalize their school and or steal something from it. And from what I understand, licks is a slang term for for like thefts or, you know, stealing. And um, they decided to add the modifier devious (laughs) <laughs> to it, which gives it a pretty strange name anyway, like Devious Licks. Um, and so, yeah, and they post, so they, they'll do something like that and post the video of the results or of them, uh, of the crime being committed. And apparently it, it caught on quite a bit and it was very popular to the, to the extent that schools around the country are having problems with vandalism of bathrooms in particular, I guess is the most disruptive vandalism because kids would do things like um, take the urinal urinals off the wall which is like pretty crazy to me <laughs> I don't even know right, how you begin yeah. to do that um, and sinks and and then other minor things like you know if there's a paper towel dispenser or toilet paper dispenser things like that just basically calling causing mayhem and there was one story in particular I saw in the news where the school just shut down the bathrooms in right, the school, yeah. and they said students can't use the bathroom at school. They need to take care of that before they come to school, or, you know, or wait till they get home. I guess, or maybe they had one bathroom open. They had you know, one with bathroom, really long yeah. lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they could really monitor what was going on. So it caused a lot of controversy. It's probably all over now. You know, we're we're coming to this a bit late. We had the <laughs> plan of discussing devious leaks now for a few weeks, but uh, for us, it raises a lot of important questions that are related to things we've discussed. Yeah, well, and one of the things is uh, devious, right? I mean, it should make you think of the form, the form uh, deviant, right? Yeah, good. Yeah, I didn't think of that. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, and really, like, it's uh, to to talk about the modifier. There's there's a bit of a trend to sort of embrace this this term deviant mm. uh, when uh, amongst young people who just you know, they, they feel like they're, they're going to do their own thing. They're, you know, and so be it if they're chastised by the adult world. 
Right. Um, and they just, you know, it's a, it's a thorough questioning of, uh, of the society that they uh, come into. Are you saying that this is a particular, like a social media phenomenon? Because, of course, that's something typically associated with teenagers. Well, I, actually, I've seen it more, and uh, I, don't, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't get much on social media, but I've been trying to, uh, I teach economics, and I've been trying to, t- to wrap my head around cryptocurrency for a while, uh-huh. and I, I see it in there. Uh, about uh, this sort of uh, deviant, um, deviant traders, and just you know, they they're very aware of all the criticism from the, from like the, uh, the status quo, yeah. right? And uh, and they just embrace it. Yeah, okay, fine. We're deviants, um, and we're going to keep doing this thing. So yeah, uh, you know, I think that's uh, and obviously like what we're discussing here is like a more of a middle school, high school phenomenon. But I think generationally, uh, I suspect that this is, uh, this is something where, uh, we're just seeing this embracing of, uh, of this label because, uh, it's, it's an attack. It's an attack on the, on the adult world, uh, so right. to speak. Yeah. And the adult world, uh, and this is kind of anticipating, you know, some of the points we want to discuss, is uh, an attack on the the aspect of the adult world which is interacting with the, let's say, teenage world. You know, just to shorten it, right? Yeah, in a controlling, disciplinary way, right? Right. Yeah, like, right. Um, and what I would refer to as, you know, creating a sort of prison <laughs> environment for for the young people. Yeah. It, it's it's interesting, and the the um, the devious licks, which the NPR story sort of claimed uh, at the end, and I I thought it was funny because I was like, no way, this is the case. And they sort of claimed at the end that now that NPR is reporting on it, it'll probably not be a thing anymore. Yeah. And I was like, "Why does that bother oh, you on. so much?" Sean? Yeah. I, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think it bothered me. I think I misunderstood what they meant, but I yeah. think it bothered me because uh, it's. I took it as them suggesting that now that the authority of National Public Radio was on it, that <laughs> they would shut it down just by <laughs> just by reporting it. And so I, I was like, yeah, y'all don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but then, surprise, surprise, it seems to have faded since NPR uh, <laughs> right. reported on it. So, yeah, the way, yeah. I wasn't nearly as upset by that statement as you were, because the way I took you it You took was, it, I think, the more appropriate way. <laughs> yeah. The way I, yeah, the way I took it was what they were saying is like, now that this is something that's in the awareness of adults and uh, larger society to the extent that even NPR is doing a story on it right right shows that it's it's lost its edge it's lost its you know um, appeal the the kind of uh, cool appeal that it would have to young people as a thing that belongs to them that they know about and and that adults are just confused about right and shocked right, by right. Because once it starts being discussed by adults and they're bringing in psychologists, you know, to understand what's right. going on and, and talking about, you know, uh, maybe relating it to the pandemic and all those, all those things, then it, it loses a lot of its, um, 
you know appeal basically to the to the young people i would say it's it's edge and and so at, at that time i was thinking yeah i mean that's probably true but i would say that that just applies to this particular expression of these feelings and this right. attitude that uh but it doesn't and and i think that's where the that take is pretty superficial is where it sees devious licks as this kind of standalone thing that just caught on somehow right and and i think the that analysis of it would probably say that the main engine driving it is pure you know the desire for for acceptance for social acceptance and um you know maybe peer pressure to some extent and that once you you know kind of take care of that and remind these kids that this is bad and you don't have to do it just because everyone else is doing it and and those kind of generic messages that it will you know kind of wear itself out which i think is true to to a large extent but but like i said i think just that this particular expression of it but but the actual underlying you know which i'm taking the liberty to diagnose you know right now <laughs> like but the underlying as cause as, as you're obviously qualified to do yes yes I, I i suspect that the underlying cause of it has more to do with with the animosity and hostility and resentment of this world that the adults this environment that the adults have created for to put young people in and they're expected to respect that environment honor it appreciate it show like gratitude for you know the opportunity to get an education uh and all these things when when it, it's pretty clear that um you know the environment of a typical school that that students don't feel appreciative of uh has a lot more to do with control than it does with nurturing or you know right. developing those young people right and i think the uh the phenomenon really forced the hand of schools and, and really showed showed that uh, by I mean, depending on the school, right? Yeah. But in the case of uh, in the case of the <clears throat> the news story we heard, there wasn't really a question about whether or not the school was right to shut down the bathrooms because of these devious licks. Like the the story was is that they you know they went to one bathroom for the whole school, a very big school, so. Uh, difficult to get in there yeah and and you had kids who were uh in just pain by the end of the day because they hadn't been able to use the restroom mm-hmm. and and so yeah of course the devious licks are 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 wrong and uh you know technically uh criminal if you know if you want to <laughs> decide to to go there which i think yeah. some schools have but uh, but it really for it really shows right it really shows what's what's behind the, you know what's behind the school you know philosophy or what's important and what's important is is like control and uh, it reminds me of the uh, breakfast club the the, yeah. the the high concern for school property right and, yeah yeah uh, yeah and the much lower concern for like student well-being right um and so and so you have, you know, a couple of kids who are doing devious licks and thousands of kids are, are punished because of it. Right. Uh, yeah. And I, I think like that, 
that's what you have to see there is is that that's the that's what's actually happening is the the criminality of a couple of kids are uh, yeah, they're showing that the school is willing to to just lock down the entire system for uh, for everyone else in order to stop it. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I think you got to question that. And and coming from an administrator who had a devious lick, you know, <laughs> upon our school last year, so mm-hmm. uh, it's not it's not an easy thing to deal with. It's very frustrating, but it's it's also uh, um, an individual or a couple of individuals, not the school population. So it's a it's a difficult thing to to deal with, but it is it, what what the what the movement has done is is it's really shown uh, to students what the schools are up to right or what they'll do in order to maintain control like you say right and uh, like one story that i saw uh, about it on a news website or something something i was reading like it did raise you know those concerns about um the damage that would be caused by locking down the bathrooms and things like that. Uh, but at, at the same time, it would, from the administrative point of view, it was just kind of like, what are they supposed to do, right? So it wasn't really like a condemnation of, of that or really any any kind of serious criticism of that response. It was just more of like showing awareness that that response is also going to have its consequences, right? And, and that, right. Um, you know, for those, for students to, sit there in pain <laughs> you know and like needing to go to the bathroom and there was one line in particular i'm trying to remember because um uh, it pointed out that like in that atmosphere you know many students would rather uh it also creates a, a social tense uh sorry a tense social atmosphere because many of the students who are you know more self-conscious for example would rather you know just suffer in discomfort rather than put themselves out there, for example, like like um, maybe going to the bathroom now is a more complicated process, right? Has, you know, more, <laughs> more sure, steps, yeah. right, you know, of permission and, you know, and whatever. And so it also puts them in this situation where, you know, they would just rather than uh, put themselves in that, in, you know, uh, in the discomfort of that process, they'll just sit in discomfort, you know. But... Um, yeah, one thing I was gonna say. Sorry, do you have anything, Sean? <laughs> well, I think, well, no, I'll I'll, yeah. uh, I'll go ahead and say that what what we had because our our school is in, incredibly small. Oh, right. Yeah, and and what we had, and there's no way anyone's stealing. <laughs> Maybe I should knock on wood. Uh, there's no way anyone's stealing a urinal uh, without that being noticed. Uh, yeah, and and I can. I can see how that could happen at a larger school. It's uh, although, of course, as we talked about last week, a lot of times there's cameras, and you would probably right. find. Because I think one of the one of the more you know famous ones was like a kid like got the urinal out you know, off of campus. You know, it wasn't right. just like removing it. Um, it yeah, was, yeah, it was like at his house or something. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, is, uh, yeah. but no, we had a, a faucet uh, removed and. Uh-huh. Uh, it was, you know, this was last year. It was in the middle of the pandemic, and it was at the the height of that. And and I would say that that same student, uh, actually, who uh, 
he, he tried to follow up this year with uh, uh, an act that happened outside of uh, school hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so <laughs> it's it's difficult because you don't want to you don't want to beat up a kid who's sort of caught up in this wave of uh, this like social media trend, uh, you know, especially someone who you you know, you've known the kid a few years, you know, he's not like exactly hitting on all cylinders in terms of critical thinking, mm-hmm. uh, certainly in terms of like what, you know, why you would be rebellious. Um, and that goes for all the kids. It's, uh, I mean, that, that are involved in this is, it's like, uh, you know, why, why be rebellious? Uh, you know, there's a part of it where you say, okay, is it, you know, maybe there's a justification in some situations and but in others because it becomes a social media thing maybe it's like just a a, the fun thing to do which is what mainly why it took off is because it's like let's see what we can get away with right right and so uh yeah that is frustrating you feel like as an administrator you feel like you know how dare you know somebody presume to to remove uh property from the school grounds, like school property, especially something essential to like cleanliness, and right, uh, and uh, and yeah, your the initial reaction is is to like I totally get it is to like shut it you know shut things down and like monitor bathroom time, which is I think it's like the signal that for me if we're ever having to monitor bathroom times that'll be the signal where I'm like I'm out of this school <laughs> like it's <laughs> I gotta monitor someone in the bathroom. Right. Yeah. But, but yeah. And so like separating all that, you know, finding out, you know, obviously, well, I don't think that our school deserved it. Uh, right. That's, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but also I'm like, what is this phenomenon? Like, and, and then I think about, I think about schools that are, who react the way that the, the one school reacted, which is to shut down all the bathrooms. And I think, well, that makes me feel like that it's not like the kids deserve it, but that school like really needs to think about what, what are they doing? Like, what's their purpose with children? Um, if the response to, to that is to, is to make so many more people suffer, is to increase the suffering, <clears throat> like make right. the administrator suffers. And so since the administrator doesn't want to suffer, he makes thousands of kids suffer. <laughs> Right. It's just, like, yeah. Okay. Well, on. here's here's one question for you. Like, what do you think? You know, because you mentioned that you know it's a few kids doing it, and yeah. everyone has yeah. to suffer. Uh, here's one thought that I've had about this this whole thing is that, of course, there's only a few kids, probably a small percentage of of students who are willing to actually take the risk of doing something like that. Right. But one thing I did notice is that the Enjoyment of the fact that this is going on is is probably is significantly more widespread than the you know number of you know, people who are willing to do it, right? And I think this yeah. is one thing. This is one thing that yeah. heightens its you know uh, status as a trend and its effectiveness as a trend is right. the attention that it gets you, the the praise <laughs> you know <laughs> that it gets you from from probably a lot of people who they're just you know enjoying the fact that this is going on. Even though they themselves wouldn't perpetrate these these acts, right? 
Um, so I, yeah, like that is one question for me is, is per, it may be that the percentage of the student population who are actually um, don't have a problem with this happening, you know, is much yeah. larger than, than uh, is large enough so that the bathroom, that that's what makes the administrators feel like they have to shut down the bathrooms. Yeah. I mean, I, I can understand that feeling of, yeah, <laughs> for sure. But, but people are allowed to delight in things without that being a criminal <laughs> sure but like, the question is why why are they delighting in it so much like like for example i don't think okay like that amongst teenagers in general that stealing and vandalism are that um you know um admired for example okay like like let's if you imagine you know, a, a high school student coming into class and announcing to the class, like, let's say, guess what I did over the weekend? I went, you know, to the mall and I stole some stuff, <laughs> right? Like, how would that, right. that you know, how would his, his or her peers see them? I don't think it would be in a very positive light, really. It yeah. would, because it, it would be seen as like, you're, you know, okay, so you're a criminal, <laughs> you know, like, you know, what are... Now there might be a small percentage of the student, you know, young population who would be like think that's who would think that's cool, right? That they would be so bold and, you know, rebellious and whatever to do that, and who might think that stealing is cool or whatever. Or if you imagine like on social media, on, on, uh, someone recording themselves stealing things from from other people, for example, right, and posting that and and bragging about it and calling it devious licks, I think it would be more likely that the other people i wouldn't be i would be not i wouldn't be surprised if other people were just condemning that person mostly you know yeah. saying this is wrong you know you're like why do you think that's cool and whatever right so there's something in particular about this about the stealing happening you know it's stealing things from school well, it's all, and, it, and destroying it's stealing things something school. that's stealing something that's totally useless yeah, to, exactly. To a I, I, outside yeah. of the context right. of, of school. So there's 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 a definitely like a strong moral element to stealing, right? And and right. vandalism yeah. that that even our degenerate young people. <laughs> you know, I say I don't mean that seriously, but like even teenagers who you know are their morality or ability to critically think or or withstand you know peer pressure when it comes to moral things is often in question. I I like I just don't see teenagers you know like um like a large percentage of teenagers celebrating stealing right in general right i don't i just don't think that that would happen or even destruction like like vandalism um unless it's the stealing in a particular context or vandalism in a particular context where they somehow the moral element becomes uh neutralized yeah you know, where it's it, it doesn't carry that same moral stigma as it would if it were in a different context. You know, like, you know, imagine uh, young people saying, you know, like the devious licks instead of having it at school, they ha they did them at their church. Right. For example, <laughs> they're like, go to your church, you know, and, yeah. you know, destroy the bathroom. Right. Or steal like the expensive, you know, equipment from your church or whatever that they use for the service. Now, there might be some percentage of young people who are forced by their parents to go to church, you know, or something like that. But I, I just have the sense that church is a much more voluntary, you know, the participation of young people at church is much more voluntary. 
Um, it's also much more time limited. Yeah, time limited, and and probably they get a, they get you know uh, I don't know more appreciation for it because it's not something it's um, yeah I, I think it's probably just a more positive experience. I think that's safe to say. In some ways, of course, there's probably plenty of young people who have complaints, but um, but that's really hard to imagine it happening that way. Or or like yeah, curiously, uh, you're not graded on your performance at church. Right. Right. There's no sense that it's going to affect your future, like in, in some sort of, uh, bureaucratic way. Right. As, as it feels when you're at a school. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so I think, you know, focusing on the, uh, the immorality of it, you know, or the, like the wrongness of it, the, you know, uh, criminality of it is missing a big point because I think there are are a lot of young people who enjoy this, who delight in it, who think it's funny, you know, um, who normally don't think criminal acts are funny, <laughs> you know, or enjoyable or something to to admire. Sure, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I personally, you know, witnessed this in some reactions of of some students, and I and I mentioned to them, I said, "What if this person?" And and I made the point of like, I think somehow because young people think that these objects or these things don't actually have any real value to anyone, that's why it's okay. You know, because I said, imagine that someone posted a DV slick where they stole their teacher's wallet, you know, or that would be probably much less uh, celebrated, you know, than stealing, uh, you know, a urinal. (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I... I, (laughs) Yeah. I'm with you. I, I agree. Uh, I, it, it's obviously technically a criminal act, but I think the, the reason you question whether or not to go after uh, a person who does that as a criminal is because is because what they're doing is uh, it's making it's more of it's making a statement that I don't even think they fully understand they're making. I think it's a, mm. uh, a statement about the authority of the school over their lives and that's why people take delight in it. I mean that's yeah. why young people generally delight or, or some young you know a, a lot of young people a lot like of you're yeah. saying. Right, that's why it gets a lot of likes and retweets or whatever. It's because uh, it's because of that. It's like it seems like a pretty uh, a, a move that creates a problem for an institution that controls much of your life. Right. Uh, is going to be delighted in right 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 the same way yeah prisoners might feel some satisfaction of for you know destroying the prison facilities right sure yeah or or like some you know and also the way riots are often interpreted um is that when the discontent of a population reaches a certain uh, you know boiling point that they you know start destroying their you know their environment right like particularly if they feel that that environment is uh, not theirs, right? Like right. even though they're right. they're living there, it's, you know, superficially they're where they live and, and their home uh, or their city, you know, or whatever. But if there's a sense that it's a sort of a system uh, or surroundings that are imposed on them and aren't really to their benefit, then 
you know, they'll engage in destruction. And I'm just saying, I'm not, not trying to give the reasons for different <laughs> particular riots right. or whatever, but it's an no, idea I yeah, mean, that's out there. It, it goes back to this idea of like, the more, the more we instill principles of democracy, the more frustrating it's going to be to, to people when the majority population doesn't have a say in things. Uh, so like you have a ma- like a, a serious <laughs> difference but you know it's 10 to 10 to 1 easily mm-hmm. in schools of uh, how many students um to teachers right yeah and uh and yet the you know the the mi- or you know students to adults and the minority population totally controls the school we we mentioned right. this last <clears throat> this is yeah, the, <laughs> there's something about this move that, yeah, obviously as an administrator, I don't want to be subject to a devious lick again. Um, <laughs> but uh, but also, like, I, I, I want to understand it, and I don't want to just, like, take it from the, um, from the standpoint of how do I stop this immediately? Because, like, to me, that's... Uh, I, you know, the, the, the sad thing is, is that a school that does shut down all the bathrooms is probably going to create enough social pressure within the the minor I mean the majority population to get the students to peer pressure themselves out of doing devious licks because they want the bathrooms open again. Right. Right? Yeah. And so it's probably an effective way through sheer oppression to change behavior. Yeah. Uh, it's just not what I think we should be it's not the environment that I think we should be uh, training up our students in. Yeah. Or young people. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. And another point, like when you're, you know, if you look at a school as a, um, an institution, or if you look at it, if you think of it as a society where, you know, who has control and power and who doesn't, I would say even the, and at the worst schools, let's say, even the teachers and, and administrators don't really have any power or authority. They're just, um, you know, instruments or agents of some external power, <clears throat> sorry, some external power or authority, which makes it even more frustrating for the students. Because it's one thing if, right. if the person that you're interacting with in the classroom or, you know, in the office actually has power and authority because you can interact with them face to face and you can, you know, directly express to them what your problems are. You know, they have to see you. They have to, you know, uh, work with you in that way. And I, I would say that's probably not too bad of a situation, you know. Right. Um, but when that person that you have access to is the, you know, the instrument of, of controlling you, but they themselves don't really have any power or authority, that's even more, uh, you know, maddening and frustrating. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's a situation where the, um, the the sense of yeah it, you're you're going to lose the sense that this institution is in place to help me and yeah. it's going to quickly you know seem like well this institution doesn't really care about me right uh, i'm just yeah i just got to yeah. get you know I'm, I'm moved i'm moving through this according to the policies set elsewhere right which right. is and, in large part true yeah and the, the teachers and administrators themselves like can't really help you because in a lot of ways their hands are tied by the curriculum right. or, you know, the pacing that they have to do and, and the things that they're going to be held accountable for, which aren't like how much did you help 
this individual student. You know, it's 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 more about you know <clears throat> meeting some um, what more generic expectations. Yeah, one one of the things that I was expo- when I when I originally left teaching or left the public schools, and I reflected <laughs> for yeah. some years, I, I explored this in in, uh, in book form, this problem of like, because I, I never I never felt like anyone at the school where I, where we were working, I never felt like any one of them didn't have the interest of the students in mind, mm-hmm. and but it was. Uh, notable <laughs> like it, it was really I, I would say it was shocking how all of these people who had good intentions came together into a system that really uh, did not show always very clearly that the students interests were in mind mm-hmm. um, and and I and it was uh, it's, it's very strange to be surrounded by good people and to feel like you're doing something bad yeah <laughs> like or, or questionable, certainly morally dubious at times. So, what was your book about? Like specific? Was it a? It was fiction, right? We, you, yeah, you know what it was. I about. know, but I'm, <laughs> for our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a work of fiction. I was trying to explore how these interactions uh, amongst good people, uh, you know, uh, students who were obviously trying to improve their situation, teachers, administrators who are trying to improve the students' situations, uh, and how those interactions uh, sort of came together for the student as, as, a, as a net, like, bad. You know, it's, it's like yeah. every single interaction you could look at, you could see how the, the student uh, was, you know, trying to improve his situation or her situation, as was the administrator or teacher, but the the net outcome was like a negative trajectory in the in the students' lives. So yeah, uh, yeah it, was a, it was a work of fiction um, that I, I never quite. Well, I guess I technically finished it, but it, I didn't really fill it out enough mm-hmm. for me to do anything with. But but yes, it exists. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should you know put it out there, publish it. Well, you were a big fan of it, uh, yeah. if I recall. Yes, um, I didn't always get a positive response from my or my my uh, readers, so the the people I trusted, and so since I trusted them, I, I sort of generally got you know this is interesting. <laughs> I I generally got the net <laughs> communication that I shouldn't I shouldn't do anything with it, so I didn't. Yeah. Um, huh. So. Um, so. Yeah, like to me, the more the more interesting thing about this is not devious licks in particular, but how can something like this happen? Yeah, <clears throat> right. And that's what because um, that would uh, you yeah. you expect to see something like this again? Right. Yeah. And how like basically another way of putting it is is how could um, people have so much hostility towards something that is supposed to be to their benefit? Uh, to the extent that you would expect them to really have so much gratefulness to that place, <laughs> you know, like right. this idea of respecting school property and all that. The 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 idea is like, uh, you know, and a lot of times it's maybe framed in terms of that we're spoiled because we have so much, <clears throat> you know, um, 
privilege in our society that that uh, an education is available to everyone. And if you look at places in the world where that's not the case, um, they don't even have a school. That if a school is built there and a teacher is brought in, the young people are so happy and so grateful. Right. Yeah. And you don't even have to force them to go. You know, in fact. Um, you know, the the problem is finding ways to make it possible for them to go because their lives are structured to where they have to work and everything to help support their families. And that idea is still there with, with our schools, meaning that this should be the attitude that young people have towards school because it's it's just fully benefiting them, you know, giving them everything that they need, <clears throat> giving everything giving them everything that they need for their success in life. So the question is why you know, why do they hate it so much, <laughs> right? Like, why is it so uh, so negative in their why eyes? Why is it it's easy not, to hate? Even right, why even is it if easy you don't to hate? actively hate it. Why yeah, and, and why so is it easy, easy to, to sympathize with the expressions of hate of others, right? right? Even if you yourself don't feel exactly comfortable expressing it, you know, maybe for whatever reason. And, and I think there are a lot of students in this situation where you'll find, of course, there's a whole spectrum, like some who are, you know, positive about their about school, right? Like they have a completely positive attitude about school, or you know, so it seems. And I kind of think that the, that those students are the kind who the the expectations of school and the you know um, the way school is designed really just works in their favor to a large extent. And that's not a criticism. It's just a you know it's just something that happens, right? Like whatever right. the circumstances of their personality, of their aptitude, of their life. And those kinds of things. I think there are some. There are. There's a percentage of the population of teenagers and young people in the U.S. who it works for them, you know. And right. and they, if you gave them the opportunity to change something, they wouldn't change anything. It's like it's fine. It's good, you know. And they're happy. <clears throat> and there might be some issues also of like being well adjusted psychologically and and things like that as well. Um, but there's definitely a large percentage of the population who are not that way, and it's. It becomes untenable at a certain point to blame it on their bad character, right? To say, well, sure, yeah. you're just ungrateful, you know, <laughs> you're just spoiled, you know, and you don't know a good thing, you know, when you have it. And I mean, of course, there's going to be some degree, some amount of that. But um, uh, when it, you know, I, I think so DV Slicks is an expression of it, it's sort of like a manifestation of how much it's there, right? Like how much this, this, discontent and, and animosity and, and um, everything is there. Yeah, which is uh, a little frightening, you know, a little, um, it's also interesting, you know, as well. Yeah. And it's, but it's also just sort of like, it's not surprising, especially as a teacher, because you, and if you're, you know, teachers in, in these in kind of big institution type schools, you experience that, you know, being expressed by the students on a pretty regular basis, it just in much less, um, um, I don't know, like in less shocking forms, right? But just like in- well, yeah, and the 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 number of like conversations I've had over the years with students where, you know, they they've expressed their real frustration with school, and there's not, I mean, the the advice I've given so many times is is that it like it will get better. Like I was, I was a student who didn't enjoy high school at all which I think is part of the reason, a big part of the reason why I went into teaching. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, my advice is, is 
as simple as and, and, and impotent and frustrating to give as it gets better. When you say right. it gets better, like what do you what do you what do you have in mind? Well, like a, like a yeah. student who's like really frustrated with school yeah. and the, the way school is, and and the the lack of you know control they have in their lives, uh, maybe you know situation with their parents, and just being being growing into adulthood and having that kind of control exerted over you uh, is is like a it's a naturally understandable frustration that they feel, and yeah, and so when I say. <laughs> I mean, I'm more specific. <laughs> like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being simple. You know, I'm generalizing yeah. my, but yeah, you know, if a, if a student is, it's, you're struggling with like a, a parent relationship, then I might be more, a little more specific about what I mean <laughs> by it gets better. But this is basically all I mean is it's like waited out. Yeah. And there's a point where people stop trying to control you and you get to control yourself. Is is this? I mean, yeah. yeah. As, I, I think that, that's and a that's nice, frustrating to, yeah. to to not be able to give any better advice than that. Right. I think it's a nice thing to say to them, and I, I think it, it probably helps. Um, uh, but you know what it brings to my mind is like, okay, you know, let's say this is yeah, this may be getting too negative. So just you know, help me, Sean, <laughs> if, <it's, laughs> if that's the case. I'll try. Okay. But I I would say you know. Uh, it depends on who you are. It depends on your situation. But for some people, through no fault of their own, it might not get any better, really. You know, like sure, yeah. um, if they, you know, say they graduate from high school, um, they get a job. Maybe you could say if someone goes to college, then the chances of it getting better are maybe more because that's typically a path that leads to more autonomy, right? More control over your circumstances. That's arguable also. Or like, you know, now kind of a popular um, thing that people promote is uh, becoming an entrepreneur, right? And right, by, yeah. you know, being an entrepreneur, you'll have your freedom, you have, you know, your uh, self-determination, and you can, you know, do what you love and all those kinds of things. So that's another path that people typically uh, promote. And, um, but I would say, yeah, like if you're on a path where, you know, you have to work to survive and you don't really have too much of a choice over what job you do. You just have to take whatever's available. And then within that job, you don't really have that much, uh, authority or influence over, you know, your, the circumstances of your job or, you know, the conditions or how much you're paid or really anything, then this same pattern, you know, really could continue <laughs> for, you know, the, the extent of a person's life. And um, well, and in that way, this condition, this situation in school could just be, you know, it's it's like the first, um, you know, training ground for that. And, you know, famous, uh, not famously, but it's a common analysis and interpretation of school to say that the way, you know, schools are now was instituted, you know, probably in the in Industrial Revolution and the need for people to come off the farms and work in the factories. Now, I don't know, like, you know, independently how accurate of a you know depiction that is but it's um it's a programming yeah the institutional happening. nature of school and the control that's exerted in school is a type you know could be understood as as like to um get you ready for, get you used to that right right <laughs> to, to a large right. extent um yeah yeah i i but i i i think i i only want to add that i think this uh this sense of college maybe provide, I mean, that 
there are ways that people try to control other people. I now I feel like it's it's always there, and, and like, well, I guess like maybe what we need to do is to sort of like point to the to the issues here. So like to the extent that we want like free independent citizens, then even this like approach to college where it almost feels like you have to go if you want to get that, like that in and of itself is a sort of right. a problematic perception. Right. Uh, this yes, is why we say like, more... like, you know, you don't want to end up flipping burgers, do you? Right. Or right. Like, right. Exactly. Or like mopping floors or like, yeah. you know, Apologies right. to anyone. And while it who, might know, technically open doors, like in terms of uh, professional careers, uh, the the are professional careers that are, are perhaps the equivalent of, of 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 what you could say of you know flipping burgers is, which is like a repetitive uh, task that doesn't you know bring you much uh, joy. So, but and doesn't have a very course, high status, of, you know, it's like social, right? And and status. of course, yeah, and then of course, all of that is to say that, like, you know, some people might be fine flipping burgers, but like, of course, we don't. Yeah, you know, we, we seem to be unable to escape this narrative that um, that the approach to life somehow needs to be uh, where, yeah, like you said, the entrepreneur, the do great things. Uh, make sure you know you're out there and noticed right because if that's really the narrative then the people doing the devious licks man they're killing it right <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. that's not actually what we want we don't actually want people who are you know world breakers uh you know we want uh, uh we, yeah it's it's like there, there's still a, a even when there's people not directly trying to control people there's a narrative that's that's overlaid all of our our society that is a, con- a narrative of control and very right. anti anti uh, individuality or so yeah and like even just like um these examples what they show is is that um there's no like default dignity uh, okay this might be extreme so just take this with a grain of salt but like default dignity that you have as a human being it's kind of conditional on your um um, like in school, for example, the the level of dignity that you're allowed to have in in living your life and you know and just going through just you know your day basically is conditional on your performance, your academic performance, conditional upon your uh, you know submitting to the rules, right? Like your behavior, uh, uh, and at least at least these two things, right? You have to behave. In a particular way, and you have to perform in a particular way. Otherwise, your your dignity is is kind of at risk. You know, the dignity with right. which other people yeah. treat you, the the way you see yourself. Um, you know, all these kinds of things. And then after you know, when, when you get out of school, and and you could say that this is really the main. <clears throat> say, if I theorize that this is the the main source of animosity and hostility, is that you're not allowed to even have your own, you know, dignity, uh, then, you know, like when you get out of school, I guess there's more room for defining and, and you could say, um, securing your dignity as a person, as a human being, regardless of what job you have and how much money you make and <clears throat> um, uh, oh, God. fitting some kind of, uh, 
you know, uh, arbitrary standards of behavior. Uh, but at the same time, there's, yeah, those systems are, are in, in place, right? Like, um, but anyway, yeah, sorry. I'm just, I don't want this to get too. <laughs> no, it's all right. Yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned something that's a bit of a, a trigger for me, which is like the, how much money you make thing, which is like uh, the, the number of times I've seen people like brag that, you know, they're, they're going to be making so much money. Like it's so discouraging because like why the, the first thing, yeah, I mean, it'd be nice if the first thing in our minds was like, what's my sense of dignity of myself and how do I best serve that? Uh, yeah. And, uh, I think they, yeah, that, that's, this gives like in our, system of values that gives you dignity right and our exactly yeah yeah, yeah I, I totally agree that that's sort of the the overlay to everything yeah. is, it makes you a better person you know, like you are a better here, here's person here's how you here's how you know if you're a good person is right. if you're really banking <laughs> right yeah i mean maybe not you know we wouldn't go as far as to say good in every way right we would say good in a in a pretty important way in a, you know a pretty right, significant way. way to yeah of course, we would still question, you know, other things about that. But we don't think that everyone who makes a lot of money is, you know, absolutely good or something. But, you know, we... Like, no, I think... Yeah. I, I thought we were making the point that, like... No, it, I'm not saying we as in us, you know, okay. as in you, you okay. know, un, unexamined yeah. education. I mean, I mean we it's as like, in this, you know, we're our going, culture. John. Yeah, our culture <laughs> and society. Yeah, which we <laughs> am I talking about? Um, but, and and like, you know, that also creates, can create a pretty profound um, hostility you know and animosity and frustration and all, all those things um you know well, one thing that came to my mind when <clears throat> you were talking about you know telling students that it gets better <laughs> right right, was, right. Uh, have you seen the movie uh, office space yes some time ago <laughs> yeah it's an older yeah i guess now we would call that like an old movie <laughs> i think it came out in the 90s yeah, it has like a fax machine in it. It's it's pretty old. Yeah, yeah, fax machine. <laughs> um, and they, you know, so it's about these guys who work in a sort of corporate corporate office. And um, but there's a famous scene where they um, they take the fax. I guess it's like the copy machine, which you know they have a lot of frustration with throughout the movie. And um, but I guess it's also an important tool for performing their duties. You know, in their in the office. And they take it out into this field, and there's this sort of musical, you know, <laughs> I don't know what you call it, like interlude, right, yeah. you know, or something yeah. where they, you know, they take, you know, like, I don't remember exactly what instruments use, but like a bat or sticks and, you know, things, and right, they beat yeah. it and they stomp on it and they destroy this, you know, yeah. copy machine, right? And um, yeah. that would be a devious lick, right? Yes. If they, you know, if there were social media back then and they posted it on TikTok or something. And, um, and I think a lot of office workers would take great delight in seeing that. Oh yeah. Even a, lot, though, a lot of yeah. us did, right? <laughs> yeah. Even uh, though yeah. they're, they're committing I theft. Think, I don't think I saw that <laughs> right. movie until I was in like a corporate environment. Yeah. Uh, it was certainly relatable. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah. That oppressive machine <laughs> right <laughs> well you could say you know shouldn't they be grateful that you know their company and, is and like providing the, the them machine the, the fax machine's so good too because i think like universally it's in like its entire existence was always like a frustrating machine that was always like kind of persnickety you know yeah. so it's like you really no one really was an expert at how to use a fax machine it just like 
did its own thing. <laughs> right. Uh, the protocols were just not standardized across right. the industry or something, and it was you were never quite sure how to make the thing work when it wasn't working. Yeah. So uh, that that to me is a great analog to to how school can be to <laughs> right. to, to to young people. Is is like you can try, you think you understand it. And then, like, suddenly, oh, I didn't understand anything here. Right. Um, uh, I thought of uh, – th- that's a great connection. Now I'm, now I'm sensitive. Of, what else should we say, John? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think but we – But, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a case where it doesn't get better. You just move to an oppressive office. And right, right, exactly. And, and uh, you probably have more – you know, you definitely have more freedom as an office worker than you do right, as a, yeah, as a high school student, for sure. Uh, but maybe it's only because you've been yeah, trained. Yeah, you're choosing to be there. Yeah, you're choosing yeah. To, to go at least. Right. Uh, but maybe it's only because you've been trained, because you went through the training of school. Right. That's why you're yeah, you're yeah. allowed to have a little more freedom, because now you know you know what to do and how to act, and you know yeah. <laughs> you, you know that you know it's you've given up your you know, autonomy and any hope of enjoying your life <laughs> at that point. So. Or, you know, or all, your enjoyment, your enjoyment think, has moved to to very inconsequential things, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I think this all needs to be categorized as like civil disobedience. Yeah, um, and and I think it's uh, now. I think we we typically have a like make maybe a uh, positive sense of that word. You know, you think about Thoreau. Yeah. Or, or like Martin Luther King. You, you know, you think about these like great civil rights advocates uh but but really like i think that's what it needs to be categorized just from the standpoint of the the point is not to improve the uh uh the the personal situation by stealing like a urinal that doesn't improve anyone's personal situation the point is to create a problem for the institution that is oppressive right and and I, I think the only thing really missing in the devious licks is the students asking themselves, like, how do I, uh, how am I disobedient in a way where I'm still dignified? Right. Uh, that's that's the only thing really missing, because if you're if you do a sit-in or something, then that's generally seen as like a pretty dignified way to uh, uh, to be disobedient. Right. Uh, even if it's incredibly frustrating to the institution that uh you know has to deal with the sit-in uh you know but but there's you know uh, um you know rosa parks right mm-hmm. like this uh, a dignified way of of rejecting the uh the system right um the, like i think that's the uh yeah i, I i'm now going to call this civil disobedience <laughs> right all the yeah. civil disobedience that i think needs a, a little bit of uh a little more dignity in it if if they could think of it um, when yeah. they are feeling oppressed. I think it's what it, yeah, I, I think that's a good um, insight. Like, I would say it's, it's, it's what civil, dis, what gives civil disobedience its power, at least. It's like raw, it's like some kind right. of raw expression of, of what civil disobedience would, would be strategically designed to um, harness, right? And uh, because it doesn't have really a goal, uh, it's, it's, the problems of it is it doesn't have a goal. Like you said, it's 
the optics are not good, <laughs> you know, right. for, for whoever right. you're, you're trying to have an effect on. And, um, uh, yeah, it's just not, like, organized. It's not conscious enough, you know. It, but but I, I think that, like, if, if all you, if what you did is you, you put an agenda on this, for example, to, for schools to be humanized, right, instead of dehumanized, right. then probably there could be a trend that that harnesses the the frustration of young people in the same way that devious yeah. licks you know did to go viral basically and you know become a, a very widespread phenomenon and and put pressure on those institutions uh to um to respond to that but uh, but yeah like the whole dignity part it comes with that with that pressure forcing the institution to respond in a way that's that's for the better right instead of for the worse right and because right. this you know just comes across as like stealing and and you know uh uh vandalism which which it is then no one really blames the schools for shutting down the bathrooms right like they just feel like uh, yeah that's bad and it would be good if they could figure out a different way but at the same time, they have to, you know, they can't just let this keep happening, right? Um, yeah, so in that way, it's it's ineffective. But, I, yeah, I think that that's why it's so popular. That's why it became, you know, uh, that's why there's so much support for it, which, you know, the support is being expressed by laughing about it, thinking it's funny, you know, right. sharing it, right. talking yeah. about it. Yeah, this is all support. Yeah, encouraging more. Encouraging of more, yeah. yeah, exactly. Giving attention yeah. to it in a in a sort of positive way and um yeah i think that's the important element is like to see that that this is something that that young people yeah they're enjoying like they they, they kind of th- are glad it's happening <laughs> you know when it was happening of course they right. probably you know had changed their opinion when they can't go to the bathroom but um yeah you know. yeah and that's the, and that's the problem with with that's why it needs the reason it needs more dignity isn't because because it's gross it, the reason it needs more dignity is because it needs to have more of an investment if it's truly a problem if a school is truly uh, uh oppressive in its control then the young people who uh agree with that need to have something where the stakes it's a little more clear to them why they can't back down from it yeah and i think that's the uh th- that's what turns a, a, a devious lick into like a, a, a significant civil disobedient act right right and maybe this is also can um clarify some of the frustration with the way like npr was talking about it also right because it's just right, completely yeah. oblivious it's just something kids that. are doing it's just something they're doing the yeah. deepest it gets yeah. is that there's frustration caused by the pandemic you know or something right. like that it's just sort of like this very um uh, I, I think this could have happened yeah. <laughs> in a regular year. It just, yeah, right. yeah. I, the fact that it was a pandemic is—you uh, never can know. But like to me, that that just seemed like is like that's just a guess, right. right? Yeah, that it's the the pandemic is is the reason for this frustration, right? But it just shows the the lack of sophistication when it comes to trying to understand these things and yeah it's like yeah. you know you it's like stress and uh the desire for social acceptance they're done <laughs> that explains it right yeah <laughs> you know? right yeah that's it 
This there's explains all children behavior. Yeah. Surely it's nothing more complicated. Right. All right. Well, I'm I'm happy to conclude on that. Yeah. How about you, John? Yeah, I think uh, it was a good discussion. I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Uh, um, okay, now I'm in charge. So uh, thank you, listeners, for listening. <laughs> thank you, John, for talking. Yes, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> it's my pleasure. <laughs> thank you, Sean. <laughs> All right. Uh, see you next week or, in, I don't know, whenever. Yeah, whenever. Bye. <laughs>